We're fed this lie that being a mom means we have a messy car and even messier life. It's mom life, right? From sleepless nights to showing up late for everything, the expectation is simply that we're overwhelmed and drowning. But what if I'm here to tell you that it doesn't have to be that way and it doesn't need to be your normal? I know when we hear the words Proverbs 31 woman, we bristle because it's another list of unattainable attributes that we'll never be able to measure up to. My name is Amanda Hogue and I'm here to tell you that it's literally already what God has deposited in us as women and moms. Satan would love to have us overwhelmed, defeated and isolated, but God is calling us to so much more in our capacity and his vision for us is outlined in this chapter. Hello, I am so excited to have my good friend Rossi with me here today. Goodness, when I first started thinking about the podcast, you were top of mind on having you in as a guest and talking about something that is really near and dear to my heart because of my husband's involvement in the military. Um, he is a veteran and he was a veteran when I met him. So it's he has a love for the military and we have an extended family who is military related as well. And I always had these questions like, what do you need and what do you want from your family and friends when your husband is gearing up to deploy while they're gone? Like what, what do you need? And so, um, finally I have this podcast I've been running. You are sitting in my (laughs) office with me. I am so excited. I want to introduce you to my good friend, Rossi, who will be sharing about her experience, multiple uh, deployments and a husband who has been in the military for many years. So thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much, Amanda, for having me. And um, it's such an honor to do this. Uh, there's such a huge need for um, families uh, in the military, uh, support-wise, and um, it's nice to be able to provide any any of that. So thank you for having me. Oh, you are so welcome. Um, For today's episode, we're going to be talking to two separate audiences. The first audience is the wife to the husband who's deploying for the first time. And then the second audience is to the friends and family of a service member deploying. And that's where I have fallen many times in my life as a friend or family of someone who's deploying. So I am so thankful for you to come on and just share. I also polled Uh, on Instagram and I had some really great feedback from people, um, some really great questions. So I'm excited to dig in with those, um, dig into those as well. So first off, how to prepare uh, for a deployment, how you would do that if you were a wife um, getting ready to see her husband off. So the biggest thing with that is for us, this is deployment number four. Um, This is the third full one. Um, for us as a married couple, as a couple in general. And the thing that has worked the most and the best has been breaking the news right away. Uh, What I mean by that is letting everyone know in our immediate circle. Um, Typically, it works best when we let our parents know, when our my in-laws know right away. Uh, Just because just I mean, just like us, they're human, they need time to process. And this is heavy and we're all different. We all, some of us just hear the news and they're like, okay. And then others just need more time or reassurance. Uh, And so it has been helpful when we let them know ahead of time. So that way if there's questions, if there's doubts, if there's, why is he going again? This is happening again. 
we should just quit the military and things like that. It's so important that they know first because once we lead the conversation with the kids, they will already be listening, helping, supporting so that when we are talking about, oh, well, next Christmas, daddy, if they start talking about something with dad and I have to remind them, well, that's true. That would be great once daddy's back. But this Christmas, we're most likely going to spend it with so-and-so. And so they need to like, no, this is coming, this is happening. And the more we talk about it, and me personally as well, I've seen that I can kind of transition much easier versus ignore it, ignore it, ignore it. We're a month away and it's like go time trying to set everything up uh, for us back home and for him leaving. Uh, so that works the best um, in terms of what's the first thing that you do? I let everybody know. Right. And that way all their feelings can be just out there i know i can try to handle them because when it's go time and he's deployed i can't deal with questions like that because that's when typically we as the family might start just it just all sets in reality is here it's here and you when i start questioning it i need these people to have my back and to say hey we've talked about this we've prepared for this Mm -hmm. you can do it that is the biggest step and like where do we start so when you get the news, how much lead time do you usually have before he's off for training and then out of country? Typically for us, it has been about a year or so, um, but we are on the reserve side um, of the army. And I know for people that are active in the military, that's different because they have shorter time span, uh, but that's, they are aware, the family is aware, um, regardless it it is way less time it could be a month it could be way less time for them to prepare Uh, so this is definitely i do want to highlight that uh, for reserve side it's for us it has been about a year or so Um, so um, hats off to those families that have to prepare in a month in a week Um, some have uh, way shorter notice Mm -hmm. within hours and so it's um incredible the amount of work it takes to do all that Mm -hmm. Uh, and even though it's one of those things like well you're in the military you know true but it doesn't make it easier you still have to walk it out you still have to do the things and so I just want to take a moment to honor those uh, military families that have to do this at a much shorter uh, time frame absolutely it's incredible how quickly some of them turn around and their husbands are off on deployment dads and sons and son-in-laws like they're gone they're deployed so in your experience what has it looked like what is your schedule and your transition look like when you get the news and you start planning out deployment um i specifically want to speak to like the transference of the management of the house such as finances or yard work um (laughs) the chores around the house like you're being put in charge how does that transfer of managing the house uh, transition for you that is one of the biggest topics of families being left behind um you definitely depending on this is the thing it's it just depends on so many different things what season of life you are what things you have to take care of um in general Uh, But for us, uh, what has worked is laying it out. I'm a planner, so I like to know ahead of time. So if I'll be cutting the grass for a whole year, if I need to employ somebody to do that, or um, 
whatever my tasks are that my husband does, because he does them so seamlessly um, that a lot of times I don't even notice. And when deployment comes, the list gets really heavy and long. And so when I have the time to prepare a year ahead and wrap it around my mind that this is happening, I'll be cutting grass or I will be uh, whatever my husband does, um, taking the car for oil change. I, the, the list can be endless, but addressing this early on and one at a time is important. Um, I wanted to get things rolling right away, but my husband said, no, I'm still here. It's okay. You have plenty of time to do all this. <laughs> right. I am still here. And so good. Um, we are both leaders. And so I just wanted to take charge right away and not mm-hmm. be um, like take off from his plate because yes, we have a year ahead, but he was 50, 60 to 70% of the time he wasn't even home because he's in pre-deployment trainings that just tear up the time. So I'm like, I'm already ready to take um, over. Well, I love how you responded with, it's so easy for you to jump in and just take over. You're going to be gone anyway, so I might as well get used to this. And he's like, no, I'm still here. (laughs) I still have my home. Like this is still my home and my family and I want to continue to contribute. And so um, I love that perspective. Like, are we giving our our husband space to be the man of the house while he's still here um, and not taking that over? Um, One question that I got from Instagram, uh, one of my friends asked how to ask for help. And then I was like, what and with what Um, on the home front once he's deployed and what types of contributions from family or friends is helpful? Absolutely. Those are good questions. Um, Typically, um, we have this conversation with my dad about grass and things, but typically he's helped. Um, and the past deployments, he's always helped. Uh, so I knew I don't have to worry about that. Um, but in general, um, again, I'm a leader. I like taking care of things on my own. Uh, and I don't want to burden anyone and ask for help. So don't do that. Then you burn out in five minutes and then you absolutely have awful experience in your deployment. So I've done that. Um, Ask for help. If there's someone that comes to mind that could help you with anything, just ask them. Um, Again, going back to letting our community know that he's deploying, everyone starts kind of getting in tune with what can I do to help them. Uh, And I know, like my husband's been in for 19 years, uh, 15, I've been in it with him. You have to ask for help and people want to help. And if you don't tell them, they won't know. So it's important that whatever the area is that you need help with, just ask. And if you don't have community, the military does have good resources. There's great organizations that could help support. Yeah, thank you for bringing up that there are a lot of resources for military families. We were chatting about that before uh, the podcast interview started, and she's going to put together a really great list of resources for families. Some of the things you mentioned, like the sports grants for kids and different things like that really intrigued me and I'm like I don't I I'm not aware of it and I know that we have a lot of military communities and there may be other people that uh, aren't aware for them to look into as well so she's going to compile a list in the show notes so if that's something that interests you definitely uh, take a moment to review that hopefully that helps you or a family member who's getting ready to deploy my next question for you Rossi is how to transition to a family unit once your husband gets back and how to surrender everything that you've been doing. I know that that can be a really tricky season and 
you're working off of several deployments and you have done things well. I also know that there have been messy seasons when he's come back. So I just want to hear from you, like the tips and the tricks that you have uh, in that regard. That was such a great point that through each season, I've learned that, yes, you're going to go through the messy Uh, unfortunately, before you realize what works and find out what works for your family. Um, We've done this multiple times and uh, I haven't done it right from the beginning, let me tell you. So give yourself grace. Uh, First of all, if you're in it uh, and this is what you're walking out uh, right now. But when they get back, actually starts even before they get back, it's this transition that they tell us uh, these events called yellow ribbons. They prepare us for it. Uh, mentally as much as they can and they do also the soldiers on their end but when they get back it's very sensitive time you have to remember that they're back and they want all authority they had right away and at the same time they know they can't have it right away because there has to be a transition and so you have to talk about these things just talk about them when would you like to take over I keep going to grass just because it's the biggest thing right now on my list. And so I keep referring to that. But when would you like to start cutting the grass again? Or would you like for me to tell you the list of things that are up next and you take over when you're ready? Or uh, just talk about it with your spouse? That would be the biggest tip I can give you. Because again, my husband and I are both leaders. So he comes home and he wants to take over. And I'm like, nope, the kids are not ready for it. They need to see that daddy's back that you're comfortable with uh, just the bonding time with them, spend time with them. I'll do all the things a little longer by myself just so that you can spend some time with them so they can see daddy is back. They need to see you not unpacking bags every day, reshuffling things because we are so used to that. There's always two duffel bags ready for a call in my bedroom at any time. And we used to joke because those weren't there years ago, but now it's just part of my decor. They are camo, they match everything, and it's just perfect. <laughs> and it's no. all these silly things that you just get used to that were, sadly, there were five points, but now it's like, it's part of our decor. Uh-huh. <laughs> and now you're like, I just wish that I had those bags in my room again, because it would mean that he's home. Yes. Yeah. I absolutely get that. Thank you for your tips and tricks. I didn't think of it maybe being a transition where you would hold on to doing some of the tasks so that he could be present with the kids. That's a really great point. And like you were saying, it is a conversation that you're constantly having. It's not, you can't schedule that. It's different for every family and your kids are different people than when he left. And so he gets to get to know them all over again and you're raising these kids on your own and now his input is being layered as a disciplinary as well as bonding and it's just a lot of (laughs) yes we're just taking deep breaths over here all right (laughs) i want to transition to another question this one's also from instagram how to support your husband while he's gone and specifically it was asked ways to pray for your spouse while they're deployed those are really good points and questions something we did last deployment that started helping a lot uh, we did this study which i'll have it linked in the notes that was really pivotal for us it's 30 days of prayer for your wife uh, so they so he took that with him and i did the 30 days prayers for your husband and so 
our agreement, again, going back to talking, uh, we agreed on that this would be not when they're still here, they're deployed, but they're still on base uh, getting prepared. But once they hit country, that is when we were going to start this prayer journey. And it's 30 days and it just set the tone for the whole deployment. And we welcomed the Lord in it right from the beginning. And it just gave us a way to incorporate taking time for one another, even though we're away. So that was really a big one for us. For me personally, I've seen huge life changes as a wife by completing the study Power of the Praying Wife. And we'll have the link for that as well. But that has been pivotal at me as a wife, as a woman, as a mom, as a housekeeper. So I highly recommend that one. There, it's not military specific. However, the prayers in there are just huge. And there's always military devotionals. Uh, and I personally seem to focus on things that are more general uh, because it seems like deployment is so transitional, even though when you're in it, it feels for, like forever. I like to focus on things that would enrich our marriage, our parenting when he's back. And I take it as a training time for that. So I haven't focused on a whole lot of resources specifically, but those have been huge in my experience. Excellent. Well, I have also read The Power of the Praying Wife and incredible book for marriage in general. And I feel like everything when you're in the military just is amped up a little bit. So I can see how that would be an incredible resource. I always struggled with when we had a family member deployed is what to send in a care package. So I know that's super granular. What do they want when they're on base overseas? Good point and good question. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That has been also very transitional for us. My husband, he is not... Uh, a person that cares for things that kind of sounds really strange but they do get showered with care packages of all kinds of things which is such a blessing thank you if you have ever packed a care package and mailed it out to a family member uh, or anyone in the military thank you Uh, I know it's so important because it just brings them this little pockets of joy every now and then. Every deployment is definitely different. Second deployment, I was all over it and I was going to be the Pinterest army wife (laughs) sending care packages Mm -hmm. and it, it was amazing. He loved it, but we had, uh, just one kiddo at that time. And so, and she was older, so it worked and I involved her and we got a box and we had a stack of them and we would just decorate them according to the season, just load it up with things. If we would just pack it up with all their favorite candy or mm-hmm. if it's Christmas coming up, favorite candy or if you like we used to be big on movie watching. So mm-hmm. one of them was movie night and you just pack it with all the DVDs, popcorn, all the things you would do on a movie day and just gear it that way. And my husband just got a kick out of that. But at this point of point of deployment four time around he's he's just like that's okay save your money it's fine so it's more of (laughs) let's do something messy and fun with the kids of let's put their crafts in a box maybe or Mm -hmm. just do pictures and collages together and throw them in the box or color things for him and just send it off that way but for the most part i think it's been which is such a blessing because deployment at the beginning was send me anything and everything and now it's just oh we've got everything And so it's like, well, thanks. I like doing this. Uh, In the past, it was 90% more of me wanting to send something. And now it's just like, what do the kids want to do? Oh, yeah. Do you want to send something for dad? Mm -hmm. Sure. But I haven't even brought it up because we've been overflowing with sending pictures and videos and things that you just forget. But that's what we've done in the past. 
I love that. I know that we had a family member deploy and we were sending packages of mixed nuts. Yes. <laughs> he wanted those shower ooflas. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he, would, he just had the most random requests and my husband had so much fun. My husband's a gift giver and he just had the best time shopping and picking things up and sending them. But he was on a more primitive base, so it was it was enjoyable. It was fun to feel like you were a part of something, and yes. like no candy, please, was his request. Yes. So I think <laughs> it's so different depending on who you're sending packages for. So now that he's been gone for four months, what mode of communication works for you and works for the kids to keep connected? So this deployment has been incredible blessing because the base that he's at, there's much better. Uh, connection and because of that we're able to mainly use viber um, it's a free app um, you just download it if you have a phone number and it works on all phones but that's our main uh, means of communication it's through either texting sending voice texts uh, or we have two uh, time frames during each day that we know again going back to communicating uh, and I keep bringing this back because I was not a communicator. I just assumed and he assumed and it just everything just hit the fan. So it's so important that you communicate. Mm-hmm. And I had in mind one time hour and he had a different. And so once you go over your schedule and what works, because he's eight hours ahead, he is not on our timeline. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we forget that. That's why it's important to schedule. And so couple of times a day we have it's either morning time for us or nighttime for us and for him it's in reverse Mm -hmm. and if we don't hit one then we hit the other and sometimes we're super lucky and we get to hear him and talk to him both times Mm -hmm. but internet has been so great at the place where he's at and so we're able to connect i count it as a huge blessing and joy because last deployment we were not so fortunate and majority of people deployed are actually Not either, because there's not good connection, there's not good internet. It just becomes heavy and hard to navigate because you're having to listen to cut off, like cut off conversations, and sort out sometimes life changing uh, events, Mm -hmm. Uh, and it gets frustrating and and draining. Well, thank you so much for all of the wisdom that you shared for um, the husband who's getting ready to deploy, whether you're a mom or um, it's just you that's keeping down the home front. So um, I just feel like everything you shared is so practical and I appreciate that. I wanted to speak to a second audience, which is the friends and family of a service member who's deploying. And I've always wanted to ask these questions, but I guess I just felt awkward and weird. And then I just probably contributed in ways that weren't helpful. So I guess we'll never know, but I'm excited to hear your perspective on this one. So what type of things are helpful for your community to do? Absolutely. So uh, first, I just wanted to say thank you for being part of my community because you're doing an excellent job of reaching out and checking in because we can only prepare so much. But when it happens, we are at different life seasons that this time around might be a lot easier or it might be a, a lot harder for those times when I get into my own shell and I'm like, nobody understands within 200 mile radius of what I'm going through. Those are lies. There's plenty of people that are around me if I reach out. So allow the people around you to be to help message them and just say hey how's it going anything i can do 
How are the kids? You can always ask, how can we pray for the family? Anything specific we can help with? Just keep messaging. I know it may feel awkward and weird and because it's unknown territory for you but at the same time you have no idea how detrimental those messages and communications are because then we are reminded that there is a community that the lord has put around us Mm -hmm. and community is where the biggest success is in completing this the best way possible absolutely i think it's probably pretty easy for you to just kind of get isolated in this season because you don't have that other adult to necessarily talk about the messy parts of your life with and um so just investing in those relationships for you I've watched you do that for a year before this deployment was starting and just really digging deep and being like who are going to be my people to really help like ground me while he's gone and I've watched you do that and that's one of the reasons why I was like you are doing this really well and I know there are things I've I've watched friends and go through a season like this and they're just kind of drowning and I feel like what you're sharing is just so important. Um, we were in a small group together. We were co-leaders. And um, at the very beginning, she was like, in a year or in nine months, my husband will be deploying. And this is what this season of small group is going to look like for us. And yes. when there is availability for my husband to spend a day with the family, like that takes priority. Yes. And just for your community to understand that was so helpful because it wasn't oh she's being flaky because she's like backing out of this commitment it's like (laughs) no her husband has a day off and he is priority they are prepping for this deployment and she's going to invest in that while she can and so I got to watch that it was so helpful for me to see you walk that out Well, thank you so much for saying all that. Just being you looking from the outside in and having that perspective, it it just uh, makes me tear up because when you're in it, it just feels so messy and chaotic and it can be absolutely overwhelming. We have three kids, one in college, and then we have all the way down to a three-year-old. So it's just gets messy. But for you to say that, thank you. I really do appreciate it. Uh, And something that I want to add that has been pivotal from previous deployments to this one uh, would be getting involved. I am a giver. I like community. I am by nature an introvert, but have learned to be in community because of the impact that it has for us. Don't be just a taker. Sometimes we have to be, but uh, for the most part, me, I thrive well when I know I'm in this difficult situation, but at the same time, I can help. And so getting involved in church, serving, leading small group, uh, surrounding myself with women that understand hardship and uh, have families with kids, no kids. Uh, it just helps to um, for them to bring you up when you're uh, when you need to be lifted up when you're feeling down. That was beautiful how you uh, wrapped that up in it and just trusting him has been huge. Um, and completely different uh, deployment, this uh, fourth one, hopefully the last one, uh, but this fourth deployment from any previous ones, just bringing it all to the Lord. Absolutely. And we were talking earlier about the difference that it's made for you to be sitting in the Word daily and 
um, having those practices. And I'd love to hear more, a little bit more about that. So with this deployment, the Lord had literally given me visions uh, of my husband coming back and of um, and that has happened because of those personal personal daily encounters to spending time with the Lord, hearing from him, asking him for confirmations over and over and just sitting with him and being comfortable with it and sharing those with my husband actually we thought that third deployment would have been the last one. That's what it was supposed to be. But I literally, it's been probably two years ago, the Lord told me he's going back, but he'll come home. And so he told me that. And when I shared with my husband, he was kind of surprised because we there was no other deployment in the books. But um, I've been just clinging on to everything the Lord tells me uh, because he is in control of it all. And those daily encounters is what uh, recenters me, realigns me with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my husband's actually such an incredible spiritual leader for our family because he is the one that he would typically, when he's home, wake, wake up, grab his Bible, and no matter what is happening, where we're going, what we're doing, that is what he does every day before work. Um, before anything we're supposed to do, that is the number one thing. It's just no negotiable, and that stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Um, in the years when I wasn't sure where I stand with everything, and my spiritual journey is where it's at, uh, so much due to my husband and just him cons- being consistent and walking this out, not just for me, but for our children as well. Absolutely. Well, they watch you, they watch him sitting with the Lord for those daily encounters. And there's just so much that they see and that they um, grow from watching that happen. Um, Everything you've shared is just so helpful. And I love the way that you, um, that the Lord showed you and kind of gave you a heads up so that you could maybe grieve a little before he was presented with a deployment Uh, because if you didn't think another one was coming down the pipeline and then it did like how (laughs) how much that would have hurt and it's just such a beautiful picture of how kind the lord is when he gives us a heads up on uh what is coming and starts to prepare our hearts because he knows the amount of time that you need (laughs) to prepare for something like this and so Oh, that's just such a beautiful picture of his character. So I appreciate you specifically sharing that. Um, as we wrap this episode up, what, the holidays are like right around the corner. Um, I want to hear like how you navigate the holidays with your children and what is helpful for your community to do uh, while you enter a time of celebration that is so uh, focused on families. Absolutely. Yes, holidays are coming up. And again, with everything else and the whole theme of deployment in general, it's that preparing, that planning and talking uh, through. We um, are, you can tell, uh, I'm from somewhere else, but we're Bulgarians. And so we are big on Christmas and Easter. Those are the big holidays. And so the rest kind of come and go, but those are the big ones for us. And so when those approach, it gets heavy. So it's important to plan ahead. Who are we? And also, again, I have three kids. It's important to in, uh, allow them to take part in these decisions. Who should we celebrate the holidays with? Typically, this is who we celebrate with. 
Um, should we bring anyone else? Should we incorporate anyone else? Uh, any of the other holidays, uh, not that they're not important, it's just what do we do during those holidays? Mm-hmm. Who are we celebrating with? Are we going somewhere? Mm-hmm. Um, how are we incorporating dad? Um, something that has been, um, excuse me, relatively a new tradition for us, taking family photos. Um, neither of the boys like taking photos, but the girls like taking photos. And so that's now a new tradition. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I had it in my heart when I was Pinteresting deployment, um, fun things to do with the kids in how do we count down daddy coming and what do we do? Some of the most common things which really uh, resonated with me and us is just counting down, but in, in a way where we can incorporate the kids. And so as I was Pinteresting, I saw this really cute idea of taking photos still, So continuing that tradition that has been so important to us to take family photos. And initially I was thinking this season will be, we don't have to do that. Like we're, it's fine. Um, You know, one less thing to worry about and stress about. But at the same time, I saw this really beautiful idea of us taking photos here anyway and him taking photo there. And believe me, we've already discussed this with, (laughs) with my husband. He already knows it's happening. And so that is another thing that I want the kids to remember that in 2022, dad was deployed and it was a hard season, but God, he tells us that, um, he doesn't say it will be easy. You know, we're going to have hard seasons, but he will be in it. And when we turn it over to him is where, where it's at. Wow. Rossi, I feel like you have dropped so many pieces of wisdom for, my listeners, and I just appreciate how you have brought God into all of these different parts of the deployment and how your daily encounters are giving you hope and helping you see like the bigger picture, how even the Lord has spoken to you that he is coming home. And so uh, you're not allowing allowing fear to reign in your heart. I know one thing that was helpful for a family member when her husband was deployed was um, reading and praying Psalm 91 over their spouse every yes. day while they were out in the field and just praying. That, that psalm is such a beautiful psalm for protection. And so whenever you're feeling something is happening spiritual wise or you are in like an actual physical battle praying that is so powerful um but i just feel like you just shared so many incredible things i really value your wisdom and so i just appreciate you joining us today thank you so much for having me this has been absolute uh, pleasure and honor and a few scripture that i just wanted to close uh, on from my end would be um psalm 23 4 Even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you're with me. You're abroad in your staff. They comfort me. And uh, the next one is Isaiah 43, 2. When when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned. And flames uh, shall not consume you. And the last one, this is... This last scripture is uh, to honor my husband. It's Joshua 1, 9. Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God will be with you whenever you go. So friends, I just want to know, want to let you know these are not tears of sadness. These are tears of knowing that God is in it all. And it's just so pivotal that we turn it all to him. 
So uh, the scripture was in my husband's um, last Bible when he was deployed last time. And uh, this um, now is a scripture that hangs above my son's bed. So it's a big one. Uh, so it's to honor him. But thank you so much for having me. This has been absolutely incredible. I thought I would shed no tears, but here we go. <laughs> uh, so we've done it all. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm so grateful for your friendship. I'm so grateful that the Lord brought you into uh, my circle and um, into the vision that he gave you of the people that I'm surrounded with in my family. And I know uh, without a shadow of a doubt that you're one of them. And so I just want to say thank you. You are so welcome. It's such an honor to walk you through this season. And it has been such an honor to have you on as a guest today. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today as I discussed another tenant living out motherhood with intention, inspired by the Proverbs 31 woman. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, I'd be so honored if you'd share with a friend. 